Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Coop and Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Is that light a bit bright for you, Tony? A little bit. It's highlighting your good features, so I'll keep it on. Keep it on, mate. Uh, Today is Wednesday, obviously about three days away from uh, Saturday night in Cardiff with Joe Caldina. But yeah, three days out. Everything gone to plan so far for you and the team regarding Joe? Yeah, he's had a good camp and... uh... <coughs> he's, he's been down in uh, training in Essex with me since January, so he's had a long camp, and uh, yeah, the camp's gone well. He's um, he's in great condition, mentally and physically, and um, he, he just wants to regain his uh, world title on Saturday night. Um, something I spoke to Chai about earlier on today about that kind of previous situation, which is in the past now, but uh, was it frustrating that obviously? Joe had the win, a great win, um, last year against the Gawa, the RBF situation, which uh, forced him to be stripped of that title. But obviously, months after now, he's got a chance to regain that title. But was that a frustrating time to, to see one of your world champions stripped of a title? Yeah, you know, he had, he had a terrible injury on his hand and it was a legitimate injury. He, he had to have the operation done and... You know, you see a lot of lot of these world champions. You know, they they get like some of them get like up to a year without defending, and uh, I thought it was harsh that he um, he got stripped of the belt. Um, as we know, Rakimov went on to beat uh, Zelfa Barrett for the vacant title, and uh, you know the good news is that Joe's got a chance to regain that belt, and uh, you know as I said earlier, he's in great condition, and I believe that. Um, you know, he's got the ability to beat Rakimov. He's going to be a tough fight. Rakimov's a tough fighter, but I believe that he's got the ability to beat him on Saturday and regain his title. The Gower fight before Joe dispatched of Gower quite emphatically um, in Cardiff last year. Is this fight with Rakimov a harder fight on paper, should we say, because obviously he's not fought him yet, than the Gower fight? 
Well, they're both unbeaten. They're, they're both world champions. So you've got two world champions unbeaten fighting Saturday night. And, uh, you know, he probably is, you know, he's on paper looking a tough task, tougher task. But when you look at the Aguero fight, you know, he, he's a very experienced fighter. You know, he had some good wins at world level. And, uh, you know, that was also an hard fight. So, you know, Joe, Joe's got a great ability to uh make tough fighters look ordinary and uh with Rakimov I believe that you know with Joe's IQ and his boxing ability, his speed, his power that he can uh, he can claim this title on Saturday and, and look good doing it. Eddie Earn has gone on record as saying that he's very confident that Joe will knock Rakimov out. I spoke to Joe about this earlier on and he's not really taking any notice of that. He said like as long as he wins, not to look for the knockout. If it happens, it happens. That's that's correct, and uh, you know you, you don't want to be going looking for the knockout. And uh, you know it's all about winning the title. That's the main thing at the end of it. And uh, I believe Joe's ability. You know he's got the ability to do that Saturday. And uh, you know it's going to be a tough fight. We know that, but you know I just think Joe's boxing brain and his IQ is, is far superior to uh, Rakimov and uh, you know he's trained hard he's in great condition for this fight you know he, he put everything into the camp and uh, he's done his weight well and he, he's just looking forward to fighting Saturday now. For yourself though personally will it be more satisfying to see Joe become a, a two-time world champion compared to that when he originally won that title? Oh, it's a great feat, you know, becoming a two-time world champion. I think only from Wales, I think it was only Kawasaki that's done that, you know, and there ain't a lot of uh, British fighters that have done it. So to say you're a two-time world champion is a brilliant feat. And, um, you know, as I say, Joe, Joe's looking forward to the fight on Saturday and, uh, you know, it's going to be a great night in the Motor Point Arena, great atmosphere. And, you know, I'm expecting a hard fight, but I'm expecting Joe to come through and win this fight. Let's talk about Jordan Thompson, who's in action against uh, Luke Watkins. Um, quite an interesting fight. But, yeah, your kind of connection and association now with Luke Watkins, just wanted you to talk about that a little bit as well. Jordan Thompson. Jordan Thompson, I mean, sorry. Uh, yeah, Jordan has been with me since January, so this is obviously our, our first fight together. And, um, you know, I'm pleased with uh, the way the camp's gone and because we've had four months together, I've get, got to know him personally as well and uh, he's got great ability. He's obviously a massive cruiserweight, you know, he's like six foot seven. So uh, Luke Watkins is a, a step up in opponent for him. Uh, you know, I'm expecting a good fight and, you know, and I'm expecting Jordan to come through victorious and... Uh, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what he's all about. And if he if he goes and puts in a good performance and gets a good win, then then he chucks himself into the circle of good cruiserweights, the big names in this country, you know. And the cruiserweight division in this country is uh, is, is really thriving at the minute. And uh, you know, Jordan can chuck his hat in the mix. If you didn't know his weight category. And you looked at Jordan Thompson. There's no way you'd book him as a cruiserweight. Was there? I know because, like, I've got an heavyweight who's big at my gym, Dempsey McKean. He's six foot six, and Jordan's like an inch taller than him. So, 
and he, and he you know, he, he gets himself in great condition as well. You know, he's ripped up and uh, he's a he's a big puncher. So, you know, as I say, I'm excited to to, to see him fight Saturday, and you know, against a decent opponent as well, and you know, see if he can get himself in that world title mix. Okay, um, Tony. Obviously, I've got to ask you kind of uh, the latest uh, regarding uh, Conor Ben. There's a lot of stuff going on regarding his next fight. Obviously, news come out yesterday about the situation regarding uh, UCAD being provisionally suspended, etc. Um, there's also been reports that this 270-page document has now been handed over. Can you make like whatever comment you can regarding this? Yeah, like I just found out about the uh, the same as you yesterday reading the uh, about the provisional suspension. Don't really understand really what that means, provisional suspension. But and it's it's weird how it's leaked out into the press as well. So you know, like anything to do with Conor Ben, stories get leaked out by who we don't know. But there must have only been I didn't even know about it. So there must have been literally a couple of organisations that knew about that but um, yeah I know that uh, Conor Ben's lawyers are directly talking with UCAD now so um, that's all I can say on the situation really you know they're talking directly with them hopefully something gets sorted out with them with a document. From what Conor Ben kind of put on his social post yesterday about that situation then changes in. We know he's going to be fighting abroad um, for his next fight anyway, but the situation regarding not necessarily UCAD, maybe more so now because of the news yesterday, but the board situation, is that something that you yourself would just like kind of sort it out as SOP? Well, he ain't got a British Boxing Border Control licence, so, you know, I, I don't think there's much that can be done there now anyway so his his lawyers talking direct to UCAD I think that's where you know the the uh that's where it needs to be sorted out really so um yeah that's it and in regards to his next move obviously there's talk of him just from Eddie Hearn's comments about potentially fighting in the UAE um in June or in America um Eddie Hearn said a few days ago that there are still talks regarding a potential fight with uh, Chris Eubank Jr. But for yourself, what I mean, what can you tell us about his next move regarding an opponent? Well, as far as I'm concerned, firstly, before you talk about any fights, he needs to be licensed. He hasn't got a license at the minute, a boxing license. So until he gets a boxing license, he, um, you can't really talk about any fights really at the moment. But um, all I can say is he, he will need to fight pretty soon because he's been out of the ring 14 or 15 months now, which is, you know, quite a long time in inactivity for young fighters isn't, isn't good. So he does need to uh, get back into the ring. But as I say, until he's licensed, the, um, you can't really talk about any fights. Do you anticipate any issues about him being licensed anywhere? Obviously, he's not going to fight in the UK, but do you anticipate any problems about him being licensed in the UAE or in America? I don't know. That's what you know. That's that's what his lawyers are doing. So I'll just leave everything to them. That's like not in my hands, really. Obviously, this situation has panned for like a few months now, and for yourself, it's like must be frustrating because 
it, it's been constantly talked about. Obviously, we're talking about it now, not ironically, but we're talking about it because of yesterday's news more so. But is it frustrating for you that this seems like it's not going away, like this constant kind of uh, situation being talked about regarding your fighter? Well, I just think the right things are being done with his lawyer speaking to UCAD. Um, I just think that stories are getting leaked purposely to try and, um, you know, to try and mess him up or mess things up with him. And, uh, you know, he's not a licence holder with a British Boxing Board of Control. So, you know, he's got to be licensed elsewhere. And I just think the stories that are getting leaked are purposely done. And, uh, you know, he, he needs to be licensed to fight. He hasn't got a license, so he can't fight at the minute. So that's what stage we're at at the moment. So is it frustrating to keep talking about it? It is frustrating to keep talking about it because nothing's really happened at the moment. So um, a lot of it's left in his lawyer's hands and they're sorting their end out. As I said, they're speaking to UCAD, so there's not much more that can be said really on the subject. In his post yesterday, he did mention or made reference to the Emir Khan situation where that was kept away from the public for multiple months. Um, the exact time scale of that, maybe a year, maybe a little bit more. But yeah, he made reference to that uh, in his social post yesterday. So is that again a little bit of a, a frustrating thing considering the current situation? We know they're not similar situations, but just the process of like timelines of people finding out and it being kept away? Well, if you look at all the cases, you know, they've all, they've, they've all, all the cases have been behind closed doors. If you look at all the cases of, uh, of the uh, people testing positive, the only one that ain't been kept behind closed doors is Connor Benz. And that's obviously for a reason that people will keep leaking the stories out on him. And that's why we keep talking about it. He's never had a chance to defend himself behind closed doors like everybody else has had that chance you know and if he had had that chance he probably wouldn't have had the big blow up and scandal that we've had now but you know he's something that he's got to deal with you know I believe in it. he's innocent that he's never taken anything and you know I've seen the document and uh, and hopefully the document and the UK had get together and with his lawyers and it finally it'll end up getting sorted I'm sure it will Just the last one on this um is it just important more so for Connor just to get him, like you said, back in the ring? He's been out for quite some time now. Get him back in the ring and let people kind of now judge him on his boxing as opposed to kind of this process. I know there's a lot that's we don't know and it's probably still going to materialise in terms of whatever's going on legally. But for him, for himself, surely he's just got to get fighting again and kind of concentrate on that at 26 years old. Yeah, you know, and that's... That, that's my main objective. I want him to fight and I want him to fight, you know, as soon as he gets a boxing licence. OK, well, listen, let's finish off, obviously, on the, the main matter this week. And all that matters is that Joe Cordina gets a job done, beats Rakimov and becomes a two-time world champion. Yeah, you know, and uh, as I said, he's in great condition mentally and physically. And um, I'm looking forward to Saturday night to, to uh, see what Joe's going to do and I, I believe that he'll, he'll come out victorious. Joe's already told us what Rolex he wants from Eddie Earn once he becomes a two-time world champion as well. He wants that one you've got on your no. Listen, all right, can I say one thing? This watch here, if That's Eddie, nice. if, if Eddie Earn could get away with getting him one of these, he'd take it right oh, now. It, so That's a snide from Dubai. I'll watch you buy that. Turkey. <laughs> <laughs>
Turkey. <laughs> no, let's just put it out there. From what my conversations with Joe earlier on, he wants a, a green-faced Daytona. Gold. I don't even know what that looks like, John, to be honest. I'll just wear the Conor, Conor McGregor's got one. Oh, is he? And Billy Joe Saunders has got one as well, actually. I'm sure Eddie will buy him one. If he said he'd buy you one, he'll buy it. I'm pretty certain. I'm going to have to try and find the clip. I'm pretty certain on IFL, without outing Eddie, because he said it, he has stated that if you, you beat uh, Rakimov, become a two-time world champion... Technically, owes you fucking two watches. We won't go there. You just take one, Joe, yeah? Eddie, if you're listening to this, yeah, I've trained a two-time world champion. What, what am I going to get? Like, <laughs> I want to get some sort of watch. Not one of them moody Casios. You, just, you and Barry chuck out to everyone, the office staff. I want to get a nice Rolex as well, mate. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have that one, Coop. He will take... Uh, a blue-faced dweller from Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Sims, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Um, yeah, this is going to be uh, an epic week. It's a great card here in, in Cardiff as well. We don't have enough boxing in Wales as it is. It's only really when now this man headlines shows so long that may that continue. That's right. You know, and the atmosphere is electric and, uh, you know, it's the, they're great boxing fans, uh, Welsh pe the Welsh people, especially the Cardiff, and they, they you know, they really roar on their uh, fighters, and uh, it's going to be a great night Saturday night. Tune into the zone. Tune into the zone, absolutely. If you haven't got a ticket, I hear there's about thirty tickets left. Not even that. Is there, Joe? Thirty tickets. No, I've just spoke to the ticket count. Oh. Told me thirty-three tickets left or something. Well, try and grab them, Joe. Start putting Coogan outside, sell them outside the door. Send me out on Friday night, yeah. Send me to Popwell in Cardiff on Friday night. I'll get rid of them. <laughs> Tony, thank you very much. And listen, we wish you the best of luck on uh, on Saturday night and uh, we'll catch a word of you afterwards. Thanks, Coogan. Appreciate that, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.